Welcome to The Ziggler Show. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and this is our Q&A show. Every week, we post a personal development question on my Facebook page at Agent K. Miller to hear the real-world testimonials of people's journeys to change and grow. In this show, our topic is what diet and exercise program will work for you. It's the age-old pursuit of wellness, of losing weight, gaining muscle, being fit and trim, having energy, and not having aches and pains. I mean, we have more knowledge on the issue than ever, but America and many other countries are getting fatter and sicker. Eating less and exercising more seem to no longer get the results that we expect. And if you feel you are doing so many of the supposed right things and not getting good results, you're not alone. And there's just more at work. The topic comes on the heels of our talk with internationally recognized fitness and nutrition expert, Angelo Poli. Angelo, he's founder of MetPro. It's the world's first algorithm-based transformation engine. You can catch episode 683 with Angelo and myself. It's titled Winning the War Over Your Body. Uh, this Q&A show, I asked the Ziggler audience a question on my, on my Facebook page, and I uh, invite you to join us there. But the question I asked for this episode was, who has gotten results with a diet and or exercise program? Who's gotten frustrated by one? I then had the expert himself, Angelo, join me to talk through your many comments. And I'm confident you're going to resonate with a lot of the comments of failure and success. But mostly, you're going to get further schooled in how you can finally get results from Angelo. All right, Angelo. Well, this question, uh, you know, as we were just chatting about, we got a, an immense amount of responses uh, that people who have tried things and had great success, people who have been frustrated, and uh, you know, this is this is as you said, this is your wheelhouse. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to throw them. I'm going to throw them at you, and, and I, you know, and and I'll I'll hit the I'll hit a big one right off the bat as we're asking this question about exercise programs and you know nutritional strategies and whatever. We my team conglomerated. We had a lot of people talk about keto, as you know, that's the yeah. big hot button right now. And I shared in our initial show uh, that I had done that for 45 days, uh, pretty hardcore after the holidays, and I actually gained fat. Uh, my fat oh. percentage, uh, just continued to tick up. So I was doing keto and intermittent fasting. Uh, now, obviously um, though, okay. we, and we've got responsible, well, you know what, let me, let me throw a couple at you. Um, Ben Let's here, he says, I lost 20 pounds pretty quickly a few years ago on the keto and very minimal exercise. However, I gained it all back and more once I returned to a normal diet. Okay. So hold on to that one. Here's, yep. here's Brooke. She says I did keto and intermittent fasting and it has been a life changer for me. There's uh, such freedom in not craving sweets and carbs all day long. I'm saving money by eating two meals a day and putting the money towards high quality foods that serve me well. Uh, here's a uh, ta uh, Tash. I think is her name. My husband and I have been eating keto for over a year now. I've broken ketosis here and there, but always gotten back on. It's been a blessing for our family, mostly because I've had to learn how to make clean meals. Uh, we aren't nearly as clean as I'd like, but definitely pointing in the right direction. One more here. And this is my dad. Okay. Dan. Miller. Oh, nice. So he is, my dad is 72, 73, I think, and went through a pretty significant health crisis, uh, at the end or no, the beginning of this, well, all last year. And then it kind of hit a, hit a high point, uh, of, of badness, uh, in this winter and we got him actually in with 
our functional medicine clinic here in Colorado. And okay. he, for him, I think it was a good fit. He says, I did a hundred, I didn't know he did this long, a hundred days of keto starting December 1st with adjustments in mindset, diet, and supplements. So that was part of an overall comprehensive approach. He says, I gained a lot of energy. I took my belt in two notches, but didn't lose any weight. Now I'm doing a 48 hour fast every week, Sunday night to Tuesday night. And then the 16 to 18 hour window, intermittent fasting the rest of the week, still experimenting to find the right plan. So I'm going to throw all that at you on the keto thing I love it. and let you tell us it. about it because everybody's wondering, of course. Okay. Let me start high level and then I'll get more granular. Mm-hmm. So these are the, the keto cyclical fasting, intermittent fasting, um, are, are very hot topics right now. I get asked about them all the time. So high level. I've seen every plan, every methodology work. Now, what what we're looking for is not just will something work or not work. What we're looking for is optimization. What is going to be best? And so what we look at is leverage and what strategy is going to give you personally the biggest return on your investment. And it's not a, oh, if everybody does keto, they are all going to have the best result because it is the best. As you personally experienced, your result was subpar. But I can tell you many others who've had great results. The key is understanding the biology uh, behind how these different tools are impacting our body. So we have cyclical fasting and keto. Let's talk about keto first. So keto is usually referring to carbohydrate control, and that is a huge broad range. So some people can be eating 150 grams of carbs a day and consider themselves watching their carbs. Ketosis is actually triggered with your carbohydrate intake being considerably lower than that and your body actually switching over to ketones. But any level of carbohydrate manipulation or management can have an impact. Okay. It's important to understand the pros and the cons. Now, from a lifestyle and behavioral standpoint, here's the pros. The pros is it's actually a little easier to follow through with a meal plan like that when you're ordering out because you just basically have one big rule. You avoid the carbohydrates. It also is really great at managing cravings, particularly if sugar cravings are your thing. Now, here's the potential downside. As almost everybody has acknowledged, when you step out on a ketogenic diet, your cost is the carbohydrate cost, not just the calorie cost, which is a much higher price tag. So you have to know that going into it. And that'll help really determine if you're the type of person that's well-suited to use as part of your regiment, carbohydrate management. So let me explain a little bit of the science behind how um, actually Uh, carb loading for performance athletes work because it's tied into the mechanic behind ketosis. So the uh, sports nutritionist that will work with your elite athletes, your long distance runners, your cyclists, et cetera, et cetera. um, When they have them carb load, it's not what most people think. Most people think, well, it's just, I eat a ton of carbs before the race. That, that is kind of part of it. But when it's done expertly, what actually happens is a few days before their event, um, the dietitian or nutritionist will actually reduce 
the person's carbohydrate intake by about 20%. That reduction creates a hormonal response in the body, which triggers heightened sensitivity and uptake for glucose, carbohydrates. So then after a couple days of decreasing their carbohydrate intake, then when they eat more carbohydrate a day or two before, they're actually able to superimpose extra glucose glycogen into their system and hold that for about a 24-48 hour window, which then gives them a little bit more fuel for their race. So the reason that mechanic is relevant is because most people, when they're reducing their carbohydrate intake, they're cutting much more than 20%. So what happens is, yes, that may push someone into ketosis and that can have fat burning effects, but it hypersensitizes our bodies to carbohydrates, even if temporarily, to where when we do step out and we eat that extra dinner roll or we have a little bit of sugar with a meal, now your body is going to naturally carb load. So it creates a psychological effect that leads us to a faulty conclusion. Oh my gosh, I'm doing, uh, I must be carbohydrate sensitive. I'm doing a ketogenic diet. And that's true because I just had one meal with extra carbs. And the next day I woke up three pounds heavier. How is that possible? That's that carbohydrate cost that I mentioned. And the reason that's possible is because each gram of glucose your body stores inside your muscles gets buffered with an extra three grams of water. So you could eat just a few extra grams of carbs. Your body seeing a deficit is going to hold on to those carbs and it's going to hold on to water along with it, which is causing that spike in your weight. Because what you just did unintentionally is carb loading. The mistake people make is they come away with that going, oh, I must be just ultra carb sensitive all the time. And there are some people that are, but most people are carb sensitive just because their body is in a state of carb depletion. If they were to graduate themselves slowly out of it, then they would just be back to paying the calorie cost. The calorie cost isn't as substantial. In other words, I'm managing my calories, but I'm eating a normal amount of carbohydrates. Well, I had a piece of pie after dinner. You know, I got an extra 350 calories. You're probably not going to wake up the next day um, three pounds heavier. Now, if you do that every night for a couple of weeks, sure. you're going to gain some weight, but your body's not going to be hypersensitive. So there's not going to be those huge fluctuations. So I, I do use carbohydrate manipulation. I try to avoid extremes when possible, but I do use carbohydrate manipulation and I do use calorie manipulation. And I almost always use some sort of combination of the two, but I have to get to know someone's lifestyle and schedule. If every other day they're going to have an unavoidable carbohydrate meal, then Uh, that style of dieting is more likely going to lead to a yo-yo effect of weight bouncing up and down and up and down. And we might be better implementing other tools. Whereas if somebody can be consistent with it for a time, then I'm going to be able to get the desired effect out of it without breaking that process of burning more fat from having your body in a carbohydrate depleted state. 
so what I'm really looking for is what's the best tool for the occasion. But the end game is never don't eat carbs the rest of your life. The end game is always now there are some people that need to be low carb for medical reasons. That's a whole different topic. But if it's metabolic health, your metabolism, eventually we want to find a way to get you eating more, not less. And it just takes the right strategy. Okay. Now on the cyclical fasting, there's pros and cons. What cyclical fasting doing is doing is, and there are some hormonal elements and other factors, but the dominant factor behind cyclical fasting is the caloric restriction. Simply if you're used to eating all day long and now you're only eating half the day um, or a quarter of the day in some cases, you're going to end up eating less calories in most cases. Now, one of the one of the, the, the reasons to look at this and that this can be a highly effective method for some people is it's easy. It's easy to wake up and not eat anything in the morning for most people and then just start eating the second half of the day. It's harder to be super particular about what you're eating throughout the day. Mm-hmm. But there's a strong caution with that. Metabolically speaking, when you're eating less frequently – uh, and you're decreasing your calories, your body's going to try and acclimate to that. So you may get some good results from it, but when your body levels off and plateaus, and it will level off and plateau at some point, it's usually a harder climb out of that because where do we go from there? Mm-hmm. Now we have to increase something. We don't want to make the few meals you're already eating even bigger. That's no good. Now we got to start adding more meals. So that tends to work pretty well for ectomorphic body types or people who have a naturally fast metabolism already that just need to find an easy way to control calories. For people who have chronically slow metabolisms, what I do see is cyclical fasting may get a few pounds off, but then they end up from a metabolic state worse off than when they began. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it's not a tool we won't consider, but I want to weigh that against other strategies and we have to mix exercise into the equation. Okay. Uh, Well, uh, one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no. Well, no, no, you go ahead because I wanted to ask a bigger question, but go ahead. There's one more factor with cyclical fasting that isn't present in ketogenic. With cyclical fasting, typically your meal frequency goes down. And we know that there's a threshold in how much protein you can assimilate um, in one setting. Mm -hmm. So for an average person, um, that really doesn't become a factor. If you're eating twice a day and you're getting 30, 35 grams of protein in each of those meals, it's not a big deal. But now for your athletes, particularly um, you guys who are trying to strap on muscle, you're limiting the frequency of your protein uptake or the efficiency. So you could sit and eat, you know, hundred grams of protein in one sitting, but it's never going to be as efficient as the multiple fuelings throughout the day. So again, they're all tools that are founded in science, legitimate biology, but it's a matter of evaluating your current circumstance. And here's the overarching principle. A lot of people come to me and say, Angela, I want to do ketogenic because it's worked for me. I said, well, what are you doing now? They're doing, I'm doing ketogenic. I said, so how did it work for you? Well, I lost this weight. I said, are you happy with where your body is now? 
And then their answer is, well, no, that's why I'm calling you. I want to get to the next level. I said, so there was nothing wrong with what you did in the past. But if you are currently stagnant, by default, that means that you've probably gotten what you're going to get out of that strategy. And we need to now examine what other strategies we can cycle between and, and maybe even circle back to ketosis once we have leverage again. But right now, even though this may be a good approach, you've gotten the mileage out of it. So we have to now move on to another strategy to shock your body and to change again. So that's what we're looking at. Okay. And there you go. You hit my overall, my overarching question. Well, a couple of things you said, you talked about it being a tool. And in our first show together, you talked about that. There's so many things that, you know, the statement, the strategy, it may have merit, but one, is it relevant for you? And I love that perspective. It may not be uh, that specific tool that worked for you at one point or worked for somebody else may not, may or may not be relevant. So that's one part, but you also talked, also talked about, you know, cycling, uh, things and what it feels like overall is you're saying, look, if you want to maintain a certain physiology, a certain weight, certain amount of muscle, it's going to, your overall strategy is going to need to have cycles. There's probably not going to be one specific diet way that you eat every day for the rest of your life. Is that correct? Okay. And that's, that's, that's so antithetical to everything that we hear. We're all trying to figure out. I know I am, you know, you want to find out what works, what's the best morning routine. Yep. What's the best, you know, spiritual discipline. What's the best, whatever that I can just mm -hmm. do day in and day out. And yet here, I don't see that as the most viable option, obviously. And that's new news to most people. Well, you can parallel it with, with training. Um, if you go to the gym day in and day out and do the exact same workout, yeah. that's not a bad thing. It's better than not going to the gym, you know? So having a meal plan that's the exact same forever is preferable to having no strategy, right? But your body is going to acclimate. Our bodies, everything about our body's design is built around adapting. You spend time in the sun, your skin pigment changes. Yeah. You start running marathons, your your heart actually grows and increases uh, in VO2 max and its output. You lift heavy weights, microtrauma damages the muscles, so they build back bigger to handle the load. Everything about our body acclimates to the stimulation. Right. So if there's no new stimulation, then there's no next level and your nutrition is the exact same way, which is why there has to be not a meal plan, but a meal progression. Okay. And I, and I can give you a practical example of that. Let's say somebody comes to me and says, I, you know, I, I want to lose 50 pounds. They aren't doing any dieting currently. It's just anything goes. And I give them a meal plan. They start losing weight. And then they come back to me and they say, why aren't you cutting my carbs? My answer is because I don't have to. If I can get you to lose weight without cutting carbs, I want to get every pound off of you I can first. And only when I absolutely can no longer take another ounce off of you, then I still have another card to play. So it's a matter of knowing where we're going. So just because you start with one strategy doesn't mean that's the strategy that you're going to finish with. And sometimes it's vice versa. A lot of times I'm looking at um, a gal's meal plan and there is no calories to take out. Yeah. She's eating very little, but I can manipulate her carbohydrates and we can still get some effect. 
So that that's where it, it's all about the individual. Well, and that's, you just told my story where I had no leverage as you guys keep uh, telling me about you and my trainer, Megan, who's been texting me while we're, <laughs> while we're talking here, <laughs> asking awesome. me about my status, uh, which is brilliant. But uh, yeah, I, I couldn't, I wasn't doing any, any carbs for the most part. No, no grains, no nothing, no fruit, no, no sugars, uh, not doing any eating very little exercise in an hour per day. I mean, there's no place to go, no leverage. And of course you guys are solving that for me. And thanks to these sponsors for bringing us today's show. Well, okay, we're, we're, it's, there's so many questions here I want to get through. But another one, when we talk about keto, we hit keto, we hit intermittent fasting to a degree. And again, basically, you know, I hear you saying those are tools. They have some relevance for a time, and then, but you're gonna, it's not a diet for life. Here's a strategy though. Now, obviously, you know, shameless promotion of the Met Pro uh, methodology, but it can include about anything, which is, is why I like it. We had a lot of people talk about from an exercise strategy, Beachbody. And uh, the Beachbody, I think most people have heard that. Obviously, they've had great success over the past hour, however many years, a decade or whatever. Uh, P90X fits within there. I did the Insanity program. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, did, yeah. I did that before a Mexico trip probably, I don't know, three or four years ago. My wife and I did it. And it, it was good. I didn't have some specific big results. I had no dietary plan next to it necessarily. Sure. Just, yeah, sure. it's clean eating for the most part, but it, it was fine. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure I, I benefited to some degree. But, uh, well, here, let me just throw a couple at you. She says, uh, Yada here. She says, Beachbody changed my life. After two kids, I said goodbye to jeans and to the gym due to not having anyone to watch my kids. I also wasn't big on dieting or working out. So I felt discouraged and hopeless. I came across a Beachbody coach online who introduced me to the Beachbody programs and personal development. I signed up uh, as a, uh, with a coach mostly for accountability. I did a huh? uh, 21 day fix. I don't know if that's, I guess it's part of the program. I lost 25 pounds, changed my lifestyle. I did other programs, but uh, it was, it was really great. They made it possible for me to lose weight without visiting a gym and I only worked out 30 minutes a day. Uh, Becky here, she says clean eating and exercising. Uh, she, she lost 80 pounds six years ago. And she says, oh, I like, awesome. I like the structure the beach body programs use. Uh, Travis says, I swear by P 90 X. I had lost 30 pounds in three weeks. The first time I had done it. And then went a few years and had done it again, lost over 40 pounds in one and a half months. Uh, that seems extreme. Uh, it definitely works as long as you have the grit to give it every ounce you have. And then Kimberly, she says, I'm a beach body coach and became one because I was finding great success in their programs. Most of my success, she has in quotes was mental, keeping myself motivated to continue to work out and get past my plateau and their support and accountability groups are great for that. So, uh, you know, obviously lots of programs, but in this question that I posted that one, we had a lot on. So speak to the beach body. I absolutely love their programs. My wife's got all of the insanity, all the P90X at home. What, what that gal, the first one that you mentioned did right is she figured out what strategy met her where she is in life. She couldn't go to the gym. So does that mean we don't exercise? No, mm. it means we're going to find a way to work through it and a solution that does work for your schedule. So it's all about time management. So what, what P90X, I would say more than the workouts themselves was doing for these individuals is it was allowing them to fit the fitness lifestyle into their 
day-to-day routine. That's the trick. Now, next level is being able to pick apart this type of training and say, here's what this training is doing to my body. Here's why it's working. So you can basically take any style of training and you can fit it into six categories. And this is what we teach on is how each category impacts your body. So think of three categories on the left side of an um, imaginary line that are in the aerobic um, in the aerobic bucket. And then on the right side of that imaginary line, you have three categories that are in the strength bucket. Now, there is definitely cross-promotion, cross-pollination there, but you have either dominantly aerobic or dominantly strength. So on the aerobic side, what you have is the extreme, endurance training. Endurance training is going to burn calories, it's going to increase your aerobic capacity, and it's going to do so with little impact on muscular growth. In other words, it's absent overall in mus- of muscular hypertrophy. So it's straight caloric burning without adding mass to your body. There is a time and place where somebody wants that over something that's going to establish muscle development along with the calorie burn. Then there's interval training. Interval training will burn a lot of calories in a short amount of time, and it can be mildly hypertrophic. In other words, during those high-intensity interval periods, you are triggering type 2 muscle fibers, not to the extent that if you were doing squats and deadlifts and massive strength moves, but it is mildly hypertrophic. And then you could even take one more step. We're still on the aerobic side of of the line. And you could do cardio circuits. And a lot of fitness programs feature plyometrics combined with running or jogging or jump rope or sprinting or um, elliptical machines or whatever you want to use. But you do them in kind of a circuit with body weight exercises that will tone and impact your type 2 muscle fibers. But it's also going to burn calories. Now, as soon as you move over to kind of the, the, the strength side of the equation, what you have is... Uh, circuit training, which cardio circuits and circuit training is kind of where uh, P90X and insanity live. So P90X, I would describe as more like circuit training, and then insanity a little bit more on the side of cardio circuits. They all have hypertrophic elements, but they're all set at a pace that is burning calories. And so it's a nice, happy medium. So what Beachbody does really good is they have something that you can do at home. The key is understanding, why am I doing these particular exercises? Right. Well, they're going right down the middle so they can hit, uh, hit the needs of a greater uh, segment of the population but you're not getting the specificity of endurance training. You're not getting the specificity that comes along with if you were to move down the ladder to cross training, which involves uh, traditional strength and powerlifting elements combined with cardio, and you're missing pure strength training. So pure strength training, I I think of as anything in the category of bodybuilding moves, weightlifting, typical gym style stuff. So what what I would be doing is looking at, okay, how many days a week are we going to allocate to endurance, yeah. to cardio circuits, to strength? to And so for our cardio circuits day, I want you doing P90X. For our pure strength days, hey, can we schedule one day at the gym? 
or I can give you a home routine. And by the way, based on your goals, I want two endurance days. So we're not going to do the, the beach body series for that. I'm going to get you outdoors and actually improving your uh, aerobic stamina. So we can get a little bit more granular, but the tool that you use, whatever you like best. And like I said, I'm a huge fan of what Beachbody has been doing. They've been helping lots of people. Well, and I want to speak to this. Obviously, I'm going through this, you know, the MetPro program. I am a, I am a client um, with you guys. And, you know, you said since we did the first show, you guys have been booked ahead in consultations. And that's great. And I hope a lot of people, you know, check in with you guys to do this. Not everybody yeah. will. But I do want to point something out here as we're talking about these. Obviously, we're talking about an individualized program, uh, starting out, what is your goal? That's where you guys started with me. What is your goal, Kevin? And I told you guys what it was. It was, I wanted to shed some body, really shed some, some body fat percentage. Um, my muscular yep. growth where it is right now is, is okay. Once we do that, I would like to put a little bit more on. So you guys structured that. So I'm sitting here looking at the, you're just talking about, you know, beach body program. I'm looking at my app, my met pro app. And in the workout arena, it's got you know, endurance training, interval training, cardio circuits, strength training, circuit training, cross training, uh, core training. And then it's some other things. And within those are all these, like you talked about those granular levels so you guys have me right now doing every other day endurance training, which for me, I'm running and riding my mountain bike mm -hmm. since the season's uh, high. I love to do that. So I'm going out and doing that. And then the other days I'm doing strength training. I click on that and you've got, I've been doing the, uh, I was doing isolation training. Then Megan moved me to the three day split. Now I'm doing the four day split, doing Very more nice. weightlifting. And Very you know, nice. again, folks, that's the point, which is, is there's hope. There's hope for whatever goal you want to get. And that's, that's yes. the biggest point of what we're trying to showcase here. It is going to take some effort. And I did want to share, I had somebody who I actually know contact me about the show that we did about the topic. And ultimately with all due respect, she finally said, ah, I'm struggling with the cost. Okay. Anything we want is going to take an investment folks. So uh, sure. if you're not, if you have no ability to, to, to pay a dollar, it's going to be hard to get help. Uh, whether that's with MetPro or your gym membership or a personal trainer or whatever program. I mean, I think what I did in sanity, it cost, I don't know, it was a hundred bucks or something like that. I mean, you're going to spend some money somewhere. Um, she said, well, is it going to have some structured diet? <laughs> yes, it probably will. Huh? <laughs> yes. uh, it's probably going to take some kind of a strategy for your plan. And then she said, okay, is it going to have some exercise that I won't or can't do? Again, probably so. Now, now, uh, you know, I will speak to that. Is are you guys going to promote uh, an exercise that somebody can't do? Well, of course not. I mean, there are people with limitations, or they don't have access to a gym or whatever. So, I, you know, I, I don't think you guys are going to do that. Now, is it something that you don't want to do? Well, it might be, though. Within the opportunities here, uh, I think it's pretty safe to say you can find something that they can do. One of the greatest, one of the funnest parts of our job is our team sits down and actually every workout that, that you are seeing, Kevin, in, in your app, um, and Megan's making specific recommendations of which category, we have um, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of workouts. Yeah. We have come together as a team of experts, everything from endurance training experts to powerlifting experts to, and in fact, we even have a, a section in our app where we've invited celebrity um, trainers to contribute some of their benchmark workouts like Ben Bergeron and Rob Orlando and other, and other top level guys. 
what we have tried to do is procure the absolute best of the best, but they're all categorized in a way uh, I'm going to pick how much time I want you investing in what energetic pathway and what modality. And then what we've done as a team is develop programs for, okay, do you have time for a full hour workout or can you only do a short workout? Either way, we're going to hit these goals. Are you a beginner? Are you intermediate? Are you advanced? Are you elite? Because we do work with some very high level athletes and we have progressions for each of those individuals. So we can go in and say, I want you to do intermediate level endurance training twice a week. And here's an important one. I'm going to have you go into the home and travel section for the back half of the week. Because the back half of the week, you're going to be on the road. No, by the way, you're going to text me the name of the hotel that you're staying at. And we're going to do the research and find out what their gym looks like. And then based on what they have at their gym, we'll decide if we continue with one of our strength training splits for you or if, or if we're going to push to you something that's a little bit more toned down based on the equipment that they have. So, and I want, I want the listeners to, to hear this because this is, this is an important part. We can get super granular and that's the fun part, but not everyone who calls us up is an elite athlete. Um, consistency beats intensity. It just does over time because if you're consistent the intensity is going to come. I'm a big fan of short workouts, simple workouts, but anchored workouts. When we can establish a time of your day or a place that you can be, whether it's home, gym, hotel, anywhere, where we can be consistent, even if it's 10 minutes. If you give me 10 minutes, I'll help you get the absolute most out of that. And it's something we can build on. That's what we're looking for. So it is, it is really an individualized process. Okay. But I will, I will mention, you know, for the person who said that there's, um, you know, that there is a cost component. Yes, we are a very high touch, hands on concierge program, but we do offer education. Uh, for example, we have uh, a seven day intensive for people who are just trying to figure out their metabolism. Yeah. Where am I at? Give me some answers. Well, those people can come on, work with a coach day in and day out for about a week, and we can run some pretty incredible analysis, diagnostics, data based on feedback in just a few days and at least leave them with an education. Our passion is teaching people. So we'll meet you where where you're coming in at. Um, but this is what we love to do. Well, I, I got to go back a minute ago. You said consistency over intensity. You don't even know this, uh, Angelo. This next Monday, we have your habits show comes out. And that's I titled it that. Uh, consistency oh, nice. beats out intensity for fitness with Angelo, uh, Poli. So, uh, that, that was a big one. They're going to hear more about that in that show as well, but just to what you, you know, the, the cost and the availability, I want people to hear that there, you know, there's a way for you to do this. My wife, uh, she likes going to a gym. She likes the energy. She likes the people. She likes the accountability. I will never step foot in one unless I absolutely have to. I think the only time I've been in one in the past years is when I needed to meet her to get something uh, there. I have a home gym. So she's bypassing uh, the money and expense. I have a, I have a huge uh, home gym with everything that I need so that I can do this. But even that, if you hear that and think, oh, well, gosh, that's great. You got the money for that, Kevin. I am, I love Craigslist. 
you can buy stuff for nothing on there. Yeah, somebody, somebody all of a sudden right. got a job uh, transfer. They got to move. They got to get rid of stuff. I have uh, an amazing setup there that I have bought for next to nothing. I've even gotten some stuff where it was just free. They said, hey, just come pick up the weights. I've got to get them out of here. You can figure out a way to make this possible. And I, and I also wanted to mention uh, the like hotels. My wife and I love nice hotels. I'll look at the pictures online to make sure they've got what I need, which is mainly free free weights and stuff. But uh, so I can nice. do them, do them there. I've done them in, uh, gosh, I've done them in Cancun, you know, at the resort there, they've got a gym and I use that place and it is, it is possible. And you guys are incredible at making everything fit for whoever it is. It is possible. We, we actually were, um, it was an honor. We were actually featured. Uh, oh, this is going back a little ways. Um, in the Wall Street Journal for our work with a particular client um, who we kind of pioneered the micro workout strategy for because he uh, he had a startup company that went global and he was literally in a plane 26 days out of a month. He was mm-hmm. just constantly. So we put together a custom strategy, his breakfasts, we hit up Starbucks and he got the, the protein box and he had, he knew where he'd get his oatmeal um, at the hotel room. We have, cause we have a whole section of home and travel workouts, mm-hmm. workouts. If you don't have equipment workouts, if you have minimal equipment workouts, if you just have a, a Swiss exercise ball um, and some dumbbells. So we put together as here's what you're going to do. If you have access to nothing, And here's what you're going to do if you have access to even a hotel gym. And what it enabled us to do is at least get consistency. Now, he he wasn't going to, you know, be on the next cover of GQ, but he dropped his blood pressure. Mm -hmm. He took 20 pounds off. He got, he actually got fit. That's what it's all about. Yeah, Yeah, baby. I was thrilled to see him. Uh, We we became good friends and I was just so proud of of the work that he did. So if you feel like your lifestyle is too busy, you're right. You're busy. It's worth the effort to find the strategy. Yeah, It can be done. Well, you know, coming off that and people, I'm not going to go through them all, but we had people mention Weight Watchers and uh, Take Shape for Life and, you know, different supplements, Slenderies, or I, I have so many things out there. And I hope what you're hearing for, <laughs> from here is those, there's their tools. You may have some good success with them for a time, but you're going to need an overall strategy. I want to get a couple here, Angelo. Yeah. Jennifer, she says, I just can't even do this. I've been frustrated by every diet. I think I've been trying to lose weight since I was 13. Uh, and I think she's probably in her forties at this point. Uh, Jessica says, I never tried specific plans before. It feels overwhelming plans and rules. You know, we had a lot of responses like that. That's just a, a, a highlight of a lot of people who responded with frustration. They have tried things. And I do yep. feel like, I mean, this is, we're talking weight loss and muscle gain. This has been going on forever. I think since Jesus uh, was here, people have been trying to figure <laughs> out something like that. And it's insatiable. There's an insatiable need. There are an insatiable amount of resources coming out. And I do feel like people are getting more frustrated. Of course, we can look at the cult culture and say we're getting in America more and more obese, out of shape, sick, ill, yeah. and diseased. I mean, this is this is a, a catastrophic issue here. And people hear this, and it still feels 
complex and hard. And I, I love her word overwhelming. And I see a lot of people just give up until they then have a medical issue possibly that then brings right. them back to a critical stage. And now they need critical help. And it's hard to make the best choices when you're in such a bad place and you got to dig yourself out. So here we are again. And you know, again, a lot of people obviously are going to MetPro. Not everybody is, and they're going to be hearing this show, uh, you know, for, for years and years now, and there's going to be other programs out there. Uh, it is a complex thing. I don't know if it's going to get any easier as we, as humans, as the culture are getting almost somewhat more complex. We have more food allergies. We have more intolerances. These are things that are that's true. building up yeah. over time. And if somebody hears this in three years, it's probably just going to be worse. It's going to be harder. It's going to be more complex. That is not a very positive message, but that's why we're here. Let me say a couple words to Jennifer. So what, what Jennifer said is actually something that is echoed a lot. Um, I, why should I do, I've tried every program, every plan I've been doing them all. Um, Jennifer, you've probably done everything right. You're not doing anything wrong. And your natural intuition is probably right. Your body is, is leveled off. It's in a state of homeostasis. It's plateaued. The problem is it's at a point where you're not right where you want to be yet. So doing another restrictive program is probably you don't have enough leverage to really move the dial. So instead the strategy is going to be, we have to go through what we would call an up adjust phase where we focus on upregulating your metabolism. I want to paint a picture of what that can look like. And everybody we work with goes through this at some point. Hey, Johnny, here's what we're going to do next week. Next week, you're going to add half a cup of brown rice or three ounces of sweet potato or half an apple to your lunch. And I don't want, and, and I want, I want you to add it every day, regardless of what happens with the weight. Mm -hmm. Go, they add that half apple or that small amount. It's not a big amount, little amount. They come back and they say, you know what Johnny says to me? He goes, nothing happened. I said, perfect. Tomorrow you can add another half apple. We add another half apple. It comes back, nothing happened. And then I say, okay, the next day, you're going to add another three ounces of sweet potato. We're going to do that every three or four days until Johnny comes back to me and he goes, all right, I finally gained a pound. What do I do now? I said, perfect. Now go burn that pound off. Now here's the catch. You cannot eat a bite less of food. What I want you to do is I want you to go and cardio one pound off because I can ask you to cardio one pound off. I can't ask you to cardio 20 pounds off. Wow. Doesn't work, but you can cardio one pound off. So Johnny comes back to me huffing and puffing out of breath. He's like, whew. Okay, Angelo, I did it. I burned that pound off. Now what? Tomorrow, I want you to add another half cup of brown rice. We're going to go gain that pound back again. I'm going to make him gain and lose that one pound over and over again, three or four times. And over the course of just a few weeks, I'll get his body used to eating, in some cases, triple or quadruple the amount of carbs he was previously used to. And is he lighter? No. But now I have leverage. What do you think is going to happen now that Johnny's eating? He was eating 90 grams of carbs a day. Now he's eating 320. He's the same weight. What do you think happens now if I drop Johnny from 320 grams of carbs a day down to 140? Fat's going to incinerate off of him, at least for a time. Mm -hmm. So 
there is solutions, but it's not just more, you know, what, what, what's the definition of insanity, you know, doing the, doing the same this. thing over and over <laughs> and expecting different results. Yes. We have to change things up, change the rules a little bit. And now for Jessica, she just feels understandably overwhelmed. You know why people feel that way? Because this isn't the only thing in your life, Jessica. You probably got family, career, responsibilities, uh, deadlines, things that everybody and and every in our culture today, you have to be able to multitask just to survive. So that's where the skill comes in. So if if you know the best of strategies. It's going to help you implement not everything, but the most relevant pieces. And then the final person said something about supplements, because that's a whole nother topic. I know we don't have time to get to dive into all that today, but on the whole topic of whether it's a program or whether it's a pill, it's not a matter of good or bad, right or wrong. It's a matter of relevance. I'll give you an example. People say, add cayenne pepper to your food and your metabolic rate will race, will we'll, we'll get faster. That is an accurate statement, but it's not a relevant statement. I can tell with my, some of my like female competitors that I work with, I can tell if they had alcohol the night before. And in some cases, I can even tell what type of alcohol they had the night before based on their physique based on how much water they're holding, their body composition. That's how in tune I am with my clients' bodies. I cannot tell if you ate cayenne pepper yesterday. (laughs) I just can't. It doesn't mean that it's wrong. My question is, is it relevant? And don't take this as saying Angelo thinks this is a bad tactic. By all means, it's not going to hurt anything. If if it's benefiting you, if you like it, do it. But what we want to be able to do is across the board, nutrition, supplements, training, schedule. We want to figure out in each category what is going to be the absolute most relevant today to optimize your results. Okay. Well, I want to hit on another aspect here. Well, you know what, folks, sometimes in these Q&A shows, I try to read through as many questions as I can. There were so many here that I tried to conglomerate them into what I felt like were the most important themes so that we make sure that Angelo hit on those. And I think we've done a good job of doing that. If you want to read another 40 uh, comments on people's testimonies, May 22nd, 2019, go find me on Facebook at agent K Miller. You can read through them. Uh, they're really great. You can talk to people about their experiences here because I'm actually going to have us in on, uh, it's almost a story here. So if you'll, if you'll, uh, let me read through this, Angelo, I think this is really important because it really hits on the mental side of this. All right. Helen, she says, I have recently gone from a completely sedentary life to training six to seven times a week and have dropped. She says 3.5 stone. I don't know where she's from. I had to look that up. Uh, (laughs) Stone is 14 pounds. So about four, about 50 pounds is what she's lost all all in 18 months. So as my husband, we did it with clean eating diet, uh, just measuring our portions and only eating non-processed home cooked foods. And we do weight training and high intensity interval training, plus some 
running and now swimming too. Our lives have a hundred percent been transformed for the better. More importantly than the physical or the changes to our mental health. It's been astonishing. It was hard at first getting going with the physical exercise. I foolishly had the thought that once I got fit, I would, it would become easy, but I learned that wasn't necessarily true. We just get stronger and more able to bear the discomfort. I now look forward to my nightly gym session and amazing how, uh, how I feel afterwards. Okay. Right after that, Angelo Barb says, uh, responding to Helen. She says, likewise, I did a very similar thing three years ago and lost a good, uh, 10 kilo, uh, kilograms, which is about 22 pounds. What I found though, was that the more I did it, the closer I got to my results, the more I pushed myself, the more critical I was about mm. myself, my self image. And I, I felt, uh, the, the worse my mental health was getting on the one hand, I was stronger and happier, but on the other, I'd obsess about calories and whether to boil or poach an egg. So I ended up having to give myself a break to regain control over my head. I totally recommend working out and living the fit lifestyle, but we have to define what extent we are immersing ourselves into, uh, is so that we don't lose control. Okay. Just a minute more, Angela, because Helen, yep. Re- yep. Helen responds too. And it was really good. She says, uh, she responds to Barb. She says, I think I had started my journey from a good place mentally after years of working on it. I had been diagnosed with bipolar, uh, as being bipolar three years before and was not well at all. So this was my initial priority. Once I started my health journey, I knew from day one that this had to be a journey I was taking from a place of love and respect for myself. And I made sure it became something I did every day to honor myself. That meant taking the ups and downs on the scales and in the gym with compassion for myself and a deep knowledge that I was doing what my body needed. But I also needed to listen for what my body was telling me. If I got overtired, I rest. If I'm uh, more hungry now, I, I eat more. Um, I listen to my body and my mind because our minds are programmed to tell us what we can't uh, tell us we can't do things, and that if if, if we obsess, uh, we can we can end up trying to control our environments when we need to learn to be quiet more. Uh, I really hope you find your balance again. I'm sure you can. Anything can be done. It can become an, an addiction or an obsession if we aren't careful. It's a fine line, but one you can uh, you can learn to draw. So I wanted to give that all to you. I thought it was a great, Fabulous. I know, a great depiction <laughs> of here's the real world issues. And I, I have experienced people where this aspect of getting fit, being fit, has so crossed that line or, or balanced on that line of addiction and obsession. And I'm sure my gosh, not only do you see that, I mean, you're, you're dealing with celebrities. I'm sure there's nothing that you haven't seen from that dangerous side of the yeah. equation. Okay. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I mean, I just got to applaud. I, I don't know that I can improve much on Helen's response. Mm. I, I think she hit the nail on the head. That was great advice. And I think that's important to know where you're starting from, making sure that you're in a good mental and emotional space for this. And I do see both sides because I I do work with the pro athletes and this is their job. Their paycheck depends on them getting bigger, faster, stronger, et cetera. I work with uh, the competitors and their their job, their paycheck, their endorsements are based on an aesthetic, uh, an aesthetic outcome that represents less than 3%, 4% of the people we work with. Maybe not even that yeah. 2%, everybody else, you know why they want, they want to get healthy and get in shape. It's to accentuate it, their life. It's the seasoning on your life. If it is 
becoming your life instead of accentuating your life, that's a good indication you may want to pause and look at, is this the right strategy for me? And I and I don't want our your our listeners to take away that that um, that the approach that we're promoting is a um, ultra rigid, um, uh, calculated, always having to you know measure everything out. That is a the element we end up talking about the most because diagnostically we end up being the the troubleshooters. Um, I, I've worked with people who were on The Biggest Loser previously and are now trying to rehab their metabolism. Um, so cases where people have really difficult situations with losing weight and their metabolism, what they want to know is the numbers and the science of it. Most people are going to start seeing improvements to their body composition, health, energy, vitality, just by applying the basic lifestyle ingredients. Mm-hmm. And so that's typically after we do an evaluation period, what we will dive into for those individuals. Uh, a lot of the battleground, this isn't about, hey, we need to you know get out the food scale and measure every little thing. It's can we stop and hit a nice grocery store on the way home, go to the deli department and get some fresh lean protein and vegetables versus the drive through. Right. That's a lot of our conversations. So it all depends on where you're at for those, for those of you that simply need help installing a day to day routine. That's the biggest battle for most people. That's what we're going to help you with because there's a right way and a hard way. You know, you see the people carrying around and they're toting with them their glass water bottles and their Tupperware of food. and It works, but there's a way to get 80% of the benefit out of that while only doing 20% of the effort and time management, right? So there's strategies around that. If you're someone who is eating a thousand calories a day and your metabolism is tanked and we need to get into the nitty gritty for a time, I may ask you to follow a more particular roadmap, but that's dependent on it is important to evaluate and know where you are mentally, emotionally, and if this is a good fit for you to focus on. Otherwise, perhaps another portion of your health and wellness is the starting point. For some people, we actually start with the exercise piece and only start getting into the nutrition a few weeks or even months down the road. It's all a matter of where the best starting point for you is. Well, and and I'll have to, again, testify myself. I mean, I'm 48 years old. I've been a lifetime athlete. I have never been this intentional about my food. Uh, the exercise portion for me is, is easy. I've always been doing that and whatever I do, I'm, I'm just, I enjoy it. Uh, but with the food, I've never been this intentional. I've, I've never focused so much on what I am eating. I've done a lot of, you know, focusing on what I'm not going to eat, what I don't, Uh but uh I've never focused so much on what I am going to eat when I'm going to eat it, how often I'm going to eat it as well. And, And I want everybody here. I'm about, what am I? I'm about seven weeks into this. I think with you guys, I don't know that I've ever eaten this much food. 
Uh, we we got to stop <laughs> this that? thing actually because I got to go see. I got to go hork down uh, the, the all this food. <laughs> and, but I'm seven weeks in, and I weigh exactly the same as when I started. So I went from but you're eating more. Oh, oh, I'm eating dramatically more. So I was doing uh, again primarily keto, and I was doing intermittent fasting pretty much every day. Um, the amount of food was so little, the amount of calories was so little. And now I, I think most people will like this. Most people like to eat and, and you right. know, I'm eating like a horse and I, well, my energy feels better, um, for sure. And more consistent. I'm sleeping well, but I have, I have put on a little muscle and lost a little body fat, but not a whole lot. But my weight is right there. However, uh, I'm while we were, while we were doing this, I got my text from Megan and she says about a week from now will be my first session of cutting back on the carbs and we'll see what happens. There so you go. Well, I was just going to ask you that because yeah. so now that you've gotten your intake up, yeah. what you've done is you've bought yourself leverage. Leverage, yes. Yeah. Two things with that. So one, we can use that leverage to drive performance. And this is where we can drive intensity in the gym because you have the fuel to recover from that intensity and go back and do it again. Yeah. So we can use that leverage to drive in that direction or we can now use that leverage to go into a cutting cycle because now if we reduce your calories, we're actually changing something. If you already aren't eating anything, (laughs) there's nothing, you can't subtract anything. So it gives us that contrast. So we're back in the driver's seat and rinse and repeat. It just, it just makes so much sense. So, uh, I, I hope that we did justice with some of these questions. Again, there were so many folks. If you want to go look at people's testimonies, we had a lot of great testimonies of people who have tried things. They have had success with it or some who have tried it, lost a bunch of weight, gained it all back. So you're going to see that, but I hope you hear more of just the methodology behind this and that there does have to be an overall strategy if you want to achieve certain results, which I think the majority of everybody here does. That's why they're here listening to the Ziggler show. But man, Angela, I'm just, I'm excited about it. As, as you know, my wife's about to get started. You'll talk with her today. And, uh, and I've got other family members we talked about. So it's, it just makes sense. I think it's like, it's like people who hear Dave Ramsey the first time and they read about finance. They go, Oh, that just makes sense. Duh. Uh, it it does, but we've lost our way or we never knew uh, so man, thanks for what you have done to bring this info to us. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. It's fun stuff. Thank you, Kevin. It's been a blast. Well, there you go, folks. I hope you found some hope and ideas for addressing your own wellness. You can find out, of course, more about Angelo and his methodology at metpro.co slash Ziggler. If you got value from the show, do us a favor, let us know and leave a review in iTunes for the Ziegler show. Coming up next in show 689, we have our habits show in your career, business and life. What should you say yes to? Don't you wish you just had an easy formula? Well, you can thank me later. I have one for you in this show. We're back with Laura Gassner Auding, our guest in show 687, where our topic was aligning what we do with who we are. In this show, of course, we walk through the spokes on the Ziegler Wheel of Life, and you'll hear, uh, amongst other things, Laura shares that she found her inner athlete at 38 years old. Now she can deadlift 225 pounds. 
She has a family meeting with her husband and kids every week to go over their values, what they're grateful for, and weekly logistics. She speaks to toxic vampires and focusing on value over price, saying yes to adventure and more. Her career guiding light as to what she does or does not do is what I got the most value from and what I titled the show after. I actually just shared the concept with my family. So here's her decision-making process. One, will this thing help me? Two, will it help someone else? Three, does it cause me joy? And four, is there someone better that should be doing it? It's just a brilliant structure. I'm, I'm going to adopt it myself as I realize I often say yes to things that violate one or more of these aspects. And since you can't possibly say yes to everything, what a great goals guideline here. So look forward to that show, folks. Until then, thank you as always for letting me walk with you as we inspire our true performance together.